Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Generational Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold franchise, aka the showstopper. And with me as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family, me and my nose. Introducing first up, he is the human encyclopedia wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything, flawless Joey V. And across the way, as always, we got the Karma Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. Uno, Dos, Three, spin that ass down, K-Breezy, better known as Tuco, Kimbro. We are the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. Now, can you dig that? All right, guys, so we starting off the NXT UK World Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that <laughs> show was good, <laughs> Hey, it was all lazy and shit. Like, ugh. Uh, right, man. Put that pep into that voice, man. Come on. Get it together, bitch. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go. Let's two. All right, guys. So we're going to start off with the NXT UK World's Cup view show. Uh, I want to say, man, this Saturday and Sunday, whew, great shows, man. This was a way. Things off Royal Rumble weekend. Free show we got the Blazing Baddie, HBIC, Mia Yim, aka Yams, versus T Women's Champion, NXT UK Women's Champion, A Lee Ray. Uh, flawless. I'm gonna go to you first, man. What did you think of this match? I didn't see the match, so I'm out. K Breezy, what did you think of the match? <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't bad. I caught the end of it. Uh, Kaylee Ray got the best of her. Uh, it was an okay match, um, but clearly uh, there was not. Oh, I, I didn't see. I didn't. I couldn't see Mia Yams beating her. She she hasn't really done anything to win. So the right person won. Next up, moving forward, man. I I pray I don't butcher him anyway. We got Il Dragonov. Dragonov. Yeah, Dragonov. This, the Prince Finn Balor. I'm gonna start this one off, man. To me, this match was a match. Uh, I made a little joke, man. I say, you know, dragging off look like gang girl, little brother. I still hold to that. I like this guy's presentation. I like everything from his intro uh, to just his his uh, his character. What I'm looking for his character, but you know, he he just kind of got that swag about him, man. You know, uh, and I felt like he actually deal for me to not know who he was and to only know you know Finn Balor in this guy man goes toe to toe in my opinion you know just not even just in WWE NXT but in the world Finn Balor impressed me great match I want to see more from him I'm gonna start what did you think of Dragonov versus the Prince um, the match itself it felt like it was a match where uh you know these guys you could tell these guys I don't. I don't know how much they've actually uh, uh, have wrestled against each other in other, you know, dark matches or other stuff like that. So this match felt like it was a first time ever uh, meetup between both of them. Um, so it was. It was a bit. It was a bit slow. It was a bit quiet for some of it. But once they kind of both started picking up with moves that they were doing on each other, and and you you started to see the crowd get really behind it, and that finish. Uh, that coup de gras, man. I, I both times when Finn Balor did it, I thought he caved the dude's chest in, but uh, he 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 made it look good. Dude sold it well. 
Then you got the 1916, and you know the Prince won. Man, it was it was it was a good way to start the pay per view. Uh, yeah. So I didn't see this match because we were doing our review show. I mean, our prediction, you know, show. And uh, you know me, uh, I don't like going back to watch something because that's work, and uh, I only do 15 minutes of work each week. <laughs> That's you. He ain't lying to you about that, folks. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what they say now? What's that movie? Don't be a menace. Message. <laughs> right. Message. <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> what was your thoughts on the match? <laughs> well, you said you didn't watch it. You didn't want to go back. To it, so. Yeah, that's right, a lot so, of work. Well, well, let me let me ask you this, man, before I waste any more time. Uh, we can just. Hey, Breezy, did you watch any of the Worlds Collide? Yes, after this match is when we got done, and I turned it on, and that's where I caught the rest of the card. All right, no excuses. So the next match was the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And I must and I must say, this is the one match we all lost on. We, we, we all came out on everything else. This is the one match we, we all got wrong. Garza, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, facing off against Isaiah Swerve, Ace, Jordan Devlin, the Kiwi Buzzsaw, Travis Banks, in the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, alluded to, man, we all lost. Um, damn. One, I didn't see uh, the UK guy winning it. And two, I definitely didn't see, I don't think neither one of them and saw uh, Angel Garza losing his title already. Uh, well, K. Breezy had Isaiah Swerve Scott. Did you? Yeah, I had Scott. I, I picked Scott. I, I, you know what? I, I didn't think he was going to have a long title reign because he had won the championship and had been off TV for like almost a month. Like it felt like he beat uh, Rush for the title, and then that was it. We hadn't seen him for a minute, so I didn't really think he was retaining, but. Uh, I went with Scott, man. I figured, you know, I, I, you know me, I take risks. Uh, so I, I picked I picked against the grain. Uh, flawless, what did you think of the match? Man, I'll tell you this, man. I love this match. This was a classic WCW Cruiserweight match. I love how they're now calling it the 205 Live. You know, it's the Cruiserweight. I love the new design of the belt. It looks awesome. Um, yeah. I'll tell you this, they man. That Pat Devlin. Look, reminds me so much of Chris Benoit, like the look and the way he wrestles. It's it's crazy. It, it's like it's like night and day with these two man. I'm like, holy shit! Like, wow, man, he looks like a Chris Benoit. You know, from Chris Benoit from the ECW days, even when he was in Japan. Like, I loved it. Uh, uh, they all showed out. They all did good. I was a little upset that Leo Rush was not in the match, but you know, hey, these four men. I mean, the way they the finish, man, with Swerve Scott and Garza and then Devlin and then uh, the other dude, uh, Jordan. Uh, I mean, Travis, no, not, uh, Travis Banks. Travis Banks, yeah. Oh, man, great match. And, man, I'll tell you this, man, Jordan Devlin, man, sky's the limit for that guy. Clearly, clearly you see that they're – they're getting ready to bring guys over. Like you, you're starting to get more of these UK folks uh, getting more uh, American mainstream, uh, which is a good thing because they know not too many people are up on the UK brand. 
you know certain names because they crossed over either in the in the uh, tournaments that they would put on. So you would see them there and then they would get signed and get sent to whatever show they were going to be on. Uh, so this was a good way to just really put over your your your, your foreign talent. Um, like I said, we did not see the the, the title change coming because Garza is really hot right now. I, I didn't really I didn't, honestly I didn't really think he would lose. But if he was to lose, I thought maybe Scott would pick it up. Uh, but it was it was good that it was someone un, un uh, it wasn't someone we predicted. Uh, the fans clearly didn't see it coming, but the fans liked it. Like so, that just lets you know that you know it, that that's how spontaneous this match was. How it started off a little slow. Don't get me wrong; it, it was a little walkthrough, uh, but it it started picking up, and and guys started just hitting each other with all their little moves. Man, the uh, what was it? Scott went for that the last shot or whatever, and he caught that knee in midair. Like that was nasty. And then uh, guys, uh, uh, Garza, it was just so many stuff. Just counterpoint to what everybody was doing. It was a really like like Flawless said, man. You know, we watched WCW when this cruiserweight was at its uh, at its peak, and that's exactly what it is. And it's good to see WWE respect the cruiserweights. For years, they never really respected the cruiserweight division. It was always a joke. Uh, so now that they're they're putting that respect back to their name, and I, I was really more happy about that than anything. Well, putting respect on names, man. We got. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for this one. Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. We got Blackheart, Mr. Daddy. So Champa, D-I-Y versus Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Mustache Mountain. You respect on the name, man. You got to put respect on both of these teams' names right here. Man. First of all, it was great to see DIY back together, even if it was for one match. I loved it, man. Way to go, Johnny, uh, Johnny Wrestling. And uh, Tommaso loves seeing Mustache Mountain, man. We loved him. To me, got plenty of time. You want to talk about hard-hitting and fan reaction? These two teams, they got it. It started off a little slow uh, to me. Uh, at first, I was kind of like, all right, come on. You know, Champa, I understand, you know, you're a good guy Champa right now. But come on, let's let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. And God damn it, when they picked it up, man, they got to going and it never stopped. Uh, K Breezy, I'm gonna go to you first, man. What did you think? DIY Mustache Mountain tag team match. Give me your opinion, this, brother. This this was fan service. Uh, this that that's what this match was. This match was oh man, let's DIY is thinking about coming back. Okay, cool. Wait, Mustache Mountain is the first. I mean, instantly <laughs> as soon as they as soon as they 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 pitch the idea of doing it, Mustache Mountain jumps on it, and 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 that just instantly. I liked it. It did what I wanted it to do. Um, it was a fan service. You had two good popular teams that people are very excited for. I think uh, Mustache Mountain haven't really been wrestling. I think the other guy, I can't think of his name. I think he's been not retired, but just not wrestling as much. So uh, it was good to see them back together. I can't remember his name, but um, Trent Severn. Yeah, yeah, Severn. I, I don't. It, I don't think he's. I, I didn't realize how old he was. So I, you know, I I could see why he probably has not been wrestling as much. But I mean, you know, the ring rust came off of him in the first five minutes of the match. After that, you know, it's everything started to pick up once they kind of paid their respects to each other. Like, yeah, you know, and, and that was fine. I didn't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was a bit slow, but 
you know, they played to their characters and who they are. And when Champo flexed his muscles and old boy was going to do it, but he's like, no, 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 I'm good, man. You, you won that one. <laughs> Clearly I'm not going to beat you in a pose off. So, you know, that was cool. Uh, that was it, just little stuff like that. That was good fan service. Um, and then once they kind of got over that, the match picked up and it, it was awesome, man. This was a, like I said, this was straight fan service uh, done the way it should be done against two teams. And it was exciting to watch, man. Uh, DIY, DIY came out with the victory. Uh, so I'm going to agree with Flawless. Like, man, it was so slow in the beginning. I'm about like, to say I you was, are Flawless. Like, I was uh, – I okay, I'm going to agree with you, franchise. It was right, I'm about to say. <laughs> Wait a minute, you are Flawless. Do you agree with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm turning into Kate Breezy now. Jeez, keep me. All right. See, I'm going to speak to myself in the fourth person, okay? So, I'm going to agree with Franchise, man. This match started off slow, and I was getting frustrated. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, like Johnny Gargano, and like at the beginning of the match, Champ and Gargano look like, they, like they've been gone for like five years, you know? It's like, oh. We're going to move in stereo. And then towards the end, it started picking up. I'm like, thank you. This is the NXT. Like, you were wrestling WWE style for the first 10 minutes of the match, and then you went to NXT style. So I was like, thank you. Um, I liked it, man. Mm. It was cool seeing, like, DIY come back together, man. Uh, you know, you almost thought, you know, Mustache Mountain was going to pick up the win with their finisher. But, man, like, that set up with, like, the ending, like, was perfect. And I liked the respect at the end. It was a nice tag team match. Um, I don't know if DIY is going to continue as a tag team. Probably not. But it was, but I mean, they could do it here and there, but you know, it was not bad. Kudos to all four teams. I mean, all, both teams. All right. Next up, we got the co main event. We got the NXT Women's Championship on the line. We got Rhea Ripley versus Miss Tony Time, Tony Storm herself. Uh, let's see. Who am I going to go? I am going to go to Flawless. What did you think of this match? I was not a fan of this match. Yeah. I thought this match laid an egg. This was not the match that we saw when you, you know, when you had Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. Like, that was a great match. This match felt like, I mean, and, you know, I was saying, like, man, this is great. You know, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley had two good matches before. Man, they say third time's a charm, man. Third time is not a charm. There's not many good third sequel movies, you know, trilogies. And this one didn't show out. I don't know if it was Ripley. I don't know if it was Storm. But it just felt like they had no chemistry in this match. And it was off. And as soon as it ended, I was like, thank God. Let's go to the main event because it was terrible. Yeah, it just it felt like they just walked through this match. Um Obviously, and then I think that's, and I agree with Flawless. Um, considering they've already fought twice, so they and there there was already a story, there was already you know something to it. So you know there, there it should have had the importance that it had. You've already had two matches against each other, and those were supposed to classics. This could have been another one. Uh, I felt like they just kind of ran through some of the stuff they already previously did, and then it was just really a walkthrough. It wasn't terrible, but. Like, there were some good moments, but it, you could just tell. Um, it just seemed like they didn't really – it don't seem like they fought three times. Like, it, it, it seemed like this was the first time they ever fought, and it, and it wasn't a good match. But, you know, um, 
this was Worlds Collide. I, 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 I think they just did it for the namesake. It wasn't really uh, anything really important behind it because you knew Ripley was going to win. Uh, she needed to win. Tony Storm apparently had her number. So, you know, uh, Ripley needed this victory. Last but not least, I think we got a – well, I know. <clears throat> we got the match of the – we got the Undisputed Era UE versus uh, – I'm going to go first, then I'm going to head to K. Breezy. I felt like this match was everything and then some. You know, we seen uh, Imperial our side, stateside. We seen UE go over across the water. Now we are here, finally, four on four. You got champions, champions, right? You got Walter, Adam Cole. You got the whole shebang. K Breezy. Mm-hmm. I was gonna get my thoughts on the match, but you know what? I want to let you in flawless, man. I want to let K Breezy and Encyclopedia dig a little deeper before I start my rant. What did you think of this match? Did it live up to the hype? What else do you want to see from both teams moving forward, whether it's together or in their own lane? Um, well, the match was everything. The hype was, you know, the hype was there. Um, I, I'm not sure how bad Wolf was hurt because uh, clearly he took one of them knees and it, it it really took him out. Like I thought, we all thought maybe it was an angle, but clearly it wasn't an angle. He clearly must have got hurt like Fish, like Fish did, you know, a couple of weeks when him and uh. O'Reilly had their tag team match and Roger Strong had to come in and finish for him. So it was one of those type of moments. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. It actually made the match better because now Undisputed had the advantage. And, you know, Imperium, like no, no one's really seen. If you don't watch UK, you don't know Imperium. So you might know Walter, but you don't know who the group is. And I think we got to see why they're so special. We got to see why Imperium is what they are for NXT as to what the Undisputed area is for, uh, I mean, what uh, Imperium is for UK of NXT, for what Undisputed is for NXT. Um, and this was a great match, man. Walter, man, he came out the MVP. Like, you, you obviously, he's your ring general. Obviously, he's your big gun. Uh, but everyone else was able to handle themselves. Like, it was just... It was awesome to see to put Walter through the table like Roddy Strong. I, hey man, the, the man took a bad bump on that back suplex. I thought he snapped his neck. The way he landed, I, I thought he snapped his neck, man. But he, he apparently wasn't that hurt, uh, so he was able to come back. I just like the way everything worked out, man. And I was hoping Imperium would have gotten a win because they should have won when uh, when when NXT was invading SmackDown and they lost. Like I was mad. I'm like they shouldn't have lost. They should have won. So I felt like Imperium needed the victory here. Uh, Undisputed, they, they gained nothing by winning. They lose nothing by losing, but they gained nothing by winning. So the right team won. And, man, I can see Vince McMahon seeing Walter and just drooling all over the fact he's going to potentially get his hands on this guy. That's the sad part because we're, you know, we've already seen what happens when Vince you know, finds, finds somebody and wants to use them uh, when they're better off where they're at. Man, this main event, like when Alexander Wolf got injured, and I think it was his shoulder, I think it was. Um, I was like, damn, okay, I'm, I, you know, during when the match when he got injured and he's going to the back, and you know, everything's happened. I'm like, man, Wolf's gonna come out and he's either gonna lose it for the team or win it for the team, you know, and help them win. But when he didn't, I was like, all right, four and three, this is interesting. But man, I'll tell you this. 
none of Undisputed Era's team or none of Imperium's team looked <clears throat> weak in this match. They all got their spots in. Uh, oh, yeah. I forget the oh, yeah. dude's name in uh, Imperium, the bald one, the Italian dude. Man. Oh, he was going crazy. He Ooh, was going bananas. man, like how he would bounce from rope to rope, you know, and just doing moves that are crazy. And even when they took Walter out, I was like, all right. I thought Undisputed Era was going to get the win when um, uh, Adam Cole, you know, hit the hit his move, the knee to the back of the head, and then they all broke it up. I was like, all right. And then when Walter Man made his return, I mean, you see the whole crowd just chant, Walter, Walter, and then he gets that power bomb on his fish. I'm like, damn. And then just like yeah. goes to the bridge and gets the pin. Man, it was great. Like we said, nobody looked bad. In this match, even undisputed era, even though they lost, they didn't look bad. It was a great main event. Um, this is how you do an eight man tag main event match. Like it was just perfect from like the way everything was set up from start to finish. I was hot for this main event, and everybody in that crowd was too, and I loved it. What did they get? I think it got like 30, 30 minutes. Like they gave them so much time. I mean, you know, NXT is never a long pay-per-view. So their main event matches can always be long matches. And I and I know some people complained about it. They complained about it when it was Cole and Gargano. I don't have a problem with it when you have when you have the right talent in the ring. When it's guys that know how to work the ring, they know how to work the match. I have no problem with a long match because you know what you're doing. Um but the 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 match itself, like you say, they this the the way that this eight man tag worked out was perfect. It was beautiful. Uh even for Wolf to get, you know, injured and have to leave the match. Like I say, it, it to me that just made it even more uh uh exciting because now it's like, okay, they're down one man. And even though they're down one man, they're still like looking at undisputed, like, come on, let's go. Like let's bring it on. Like, let's go. We still gonna kick your ass. And it was it was nice to see, man. So um imperial needed the victory they got the victory i'm glad they got the victory uh on the side note i didn't realize mvp actually signed back to raw a little disappointed about that but not to get off topic sorry i'm watching raw on mute sorry <laughs> uh but the match was good it, it was a good match it was um it was everything it needed to be and some and, and some because walter definitely is coming to the nxt and he's definitely going to end up being a champion all right, well, guys, that will wrap up the NXT UK World's Collide pay-per-view. Let's dive right on into what I really want to talk about, and that is the 2020 Royal Rumble review. Leading it off be flawless. Flawless, do your thing. <coughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, I am the flawless one, Joey V, and I will be the advocate for the 2020 Royal Rumble pay-per-view card. On the pre-show, we started out with Sheamus against Shorty G. Huh, I'm going to go with uh, Shorty Franchise. What do you think of this match? <laughs> uh, It sucked. <laughs> My man. <laughs> K Breezy, what would you think? Didn't watch it. Cool. I agree. Time, fran- I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't realize as soon as the pre-show came on, they were going to kick off into a first match. Normally... They don't, you know, they talk for about the first 10, 15 minutes and then they have a match. So I was surprised it started off with the very first match. 
Yeah, um, it was kind of like what I said, like, you know, Sheamus would get the upper hand and Shorty G would make a comeback. He did it with those German suplexes, and then, you know, Sheamus would just take his head off. That was pretty much the match. All right. Next up on the pre-show, we had the United States Championship match. We had Humberto Rilo versus Andrade. Okay, Breezy, man, what'd you think of this match? Two Mexican stars going head-to-head, fighting out for the U.S. title. I was disappointed in this match. Um, and not, And I wasn't disappointed in the wrestlers. I think what I'm disappointed in is that there's no build for Carrillo. There was no excitement for this match. And I think that was the problem. If this was a rematch between Ray and Andrade, the crowd would have been pumped for it. Like it, and I think that's the issue, man. You, you're, you kind of gave this guy a nice little push and then you started burying him and then you end and he's injured and he's out. And then all of a sudden he comes back and then he's got an instant title shot. And yeah, okay, I can understand why he got the title shot because he didn't really get a chance to have the match uh, previously when Andrade had, you know, uh, I believe DDT'd him on the concrete. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that 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 I, I understood why he got it for that, but there was just no – there was no hype. There was no – I get it was the pre-show, but even for the pre-show, I've seen matches on the pre-show get hype. The New Day versus the, the Usos was hype, even though it shouldn't have been on the pre-show. Uh, but – they got hype. Like, people are excited for it. There was no excitement. They, they put on a good match. They actually put on a very good match. Uh, Carrillo showed some new things. Andrade was Andrade, as always. Um, but, yeah, it was just disappointing. <clears throat> because there, there was no excitement from the crowd. Uh, and and I, and it's deserving. Everybody, it's the Royal Rumble. We're excited for the Royal Rumble. I don't think no one really cared for the singles matches on this card. I think everybody was just geared for the Royal Rumble. But, I, I wish they'll put more effort in Carrillo and building him so when he has these type of matches, there's a little bit more excitement. All right, franchise. I agree with what Breezy said. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just he came back out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, he came back, he saved right, boom, title shot. Match was okay. Um, like I, what he said was, you know, it was a lack of build. Uh, Another thing is, too, you put this match on the pre-show. You know, when they had this match, it's similar to the Shorty G match. I mean, besides the fact that one just sucked. Uh, you know, you had a building with halfway, you know, the halfway full. So it was like, one, you didn't have a build to the match. Two, you really didn't have enough people there to really watch it to give a shit. Um I hope that they will build, you know, the rivalry moving forward. So the next pay-per-view that comes up is like, okay, boom, Andrade, Carrillo, must-see. This didn't feel like a must-see. It kind of just felt like a bathroom break match, which sucked because, you know, we see what Carrillo can do. You know what Andrade can do. And I just – I feel like, you know, we're talking about putting respect on the names of these these people, man. I don't think – well, I know it wasn't, it wasn't the athletes involved. It was just, you know, not a good build. Um, just lack of execution on that end. I feel like build it a little more, learn from the Royal Rumble, moving forward. Keep building on it, and hopefully, you know, the next pay-per-view, man, or whenever these guys go back at it, we're invested. Yeah, this match was a big disappointment for me all around because I'm such a fan of Andrade, and it was just like, I mean, even though he got the clean finish, you know, little flips, you know, here and there, it was just like not a good build, like you guys said, and it was just terrible. 
You right, said Lil' right. Flip was in Houston? I mean, no, I'm saying, like, you know, they had some flips, I know, I know. know match. <laughs> yeah, you know who they want. All right, now. Uh, <laughs> next up is the main card. We open up with <clears throat> King Corbin versus the big dog Roman Reigns. Man, I'm going to tell you, I like this match. I loved how it started off in the rain, then they went all the way in the crowd. I mean, everywhere in the crowd. And I loved it. You know, Roman Reigns is like high five and all these fans fist pumping them. You know, security's trying to keep the fans away from them. Like, man, they did a good job. You know, it got rough a few times. And then, you know, you had Rude and Ziggler interfering. Then the Usos. I liked it. Uh, franchise, what'd you think? Yeah. So, you know, uh, all three of us, you know, we know a thing or two about security. Uh, wink, wink. Uh, so as I was watching them fight in the crowd, and it was funny because when you looked at the camera when they did the the faraway shot, you could see every time Roman and the Corbin they went from one side of the arena to the next. You just see like the crowds and drove just it's like a big massive wave, and it was funny because you see security trying to keep up with it. Um, I had mixed reactions. I mean, I had mixed feelings about the match until they actually got outside the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we, we were kind of questioning like, okay, you know, it's a big ass, you know, baseball field, like exactly how much and how far are they going to go and to see these guys went all the way to the outfield, to the dugout. Um, I, I like the addition of the Usos and, uh, Ziggler and Root as well. I think without those two other components, I think the match would have been very basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, to see Jimmy do, you know, uh, what was it? The uh, Uso splash off the little, uh, what is it? The the scaffolding. Yeah. And when they showed the replay, it's like, okay, that could have went very wrong. So just to say like little details like that, I thought the spear on the dugout was pretty cool. It looked to me was if, you know, Roman hit him a little right, somebody was going into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, man, it, it's but like I said, man, once the Usos and everybody got involved, then they kind of fell back and they just got back to Roman and Corbin. I felt like it was a, it ended up being a good You know what? I'm going to do something that uh, you're probably not going to like, man. I'm, I'm going to give props to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin held his and uh, I am respecting him once again as uh, King Corbin. I'll give him a little cough clap. Okay, Breezy. <laughs> um, it was an okay match. I thought it went on too long. Um. Yeah, I it, it I mean it it was it was it was what it was supposed to be. Anywhere falls kind of match, meaning you're gonna fight everywhere. Okay, that's cool. Uh I think they dropped the ball with putting Corbin in a porta potty and then pushing him over <laughs> and then nothing is on him. Like you had dog food all over you had dog food all over Roman Reigns. Like there should have been piss or shit or uh, you know, you could have did something. I I'm sorry, but that's what should, I mean, you put him in a porta potty and you knocked it over. What else did we what else would you have expected when Corbin came out of there? You didn't expect him to be bone dry. Like, you expected him to have stuff on him. And they should have ran with it. Um, I, I thought they dropped the ball there. The dugout finish, eh, it was, uh, it was a little cheesy. Um, the match was okay. I, I, I won't I, I won't be down on them that match. They worked the match. Those guys, all six guys worked the match. They did their parts. Um I just it, it was okay. It was an okay match. I it, it didn't it wasn't exciting to me as it was to you guys. All right, well, moving on to the next match because you know, K Breezy's not getting no crackers in his suit tonight. 
right. Shut up. We had the women's battle royal, the women's royal rumble match. Oh man, it's kind of hard to talk about a rumble match. Like, I'm just gonna go tell you. I'm just gonna ask you guys, what did you guys like about it? What did you dislike? Like, what was your most surprised like entrance coming out, and what were you most disappointed in not happening? Uh, K Breezy. Okay, what I liked the most was Bianca Belair getting some respect on her name. Oh, my gosh, she looked great in the beginning of this match. You know, I'm normally not a big fan of her long ponytail, but that that they worked that thing. Like, the creativity of this Rumble match was good. The spots, the people, the, the way they came out, like, it all – it all it all worked well, but Bianca Belair, man, I got to give this girl props. She was picking folks up, and I know we 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 questioned why she got an NXT title shot. I think we saw why she got an NXT title shot. Like there is something about this girl. She clearly has got something, and they need to give her an opportunity. And I think the Royal Rumble is a great opportunity for her to show out, and she showed out until Charlotte got into the ring. Um, my biggest disappointment was Shayna Baszler not winning. Uh, yeah. Charlotte, I, I don't care for Charlotte. Charlotte does not need to win the Rumble to get a match at WrestleMania. She's Charlotte Flair. She can get a – I mean, she didn't even win nothing last year, and Vince just put her in it because Vince wanted to put her in it. You've already established that, and because you established that, her winning the Rumble was a big disappointment because – you could have built something great with Shayna Baszler. You already gave us a little bit of a tease when it was her and Becky back when they were doing the interview. So I I, I feel like they really dropped the ball on that. Uh, you had her lose two battle royals now, and which I feel like that's a real huge disappointment. Um, so Baszler is my biggest disappointment. All in all, I didn't care for Lana to be in the match. It was nice to see Beth Phoenix, even though she got her head busted. She Bye, was Bianca I- Belair. So by Bianca, but that's that's okay because Bianca was on a roll, so she just had to take that. But Beth looked it great. Uh, there was a lot. It, it was it was nice to see a lot of the, the women. It was nice to see Mighty Molly come back, even though she was a bit botchy. Um, but overall, the women's Royal Rumble was a great Royal Rumble. Um, I just I just hated the the ending. I hated Charlotte winning because she didn't need to win the Rumble. It would have been better for her to put over to for put over Baszler, and then you could set something up later on. And I think they dropped the ball on that because I don't care to see Charlotte versus Becky because apparently that's what we're getting, and we've already got enough of it. Before I go to franchise, hey K Breezy, you want to hear something that you're not gonna like? What? As of two weeks ago, Shayna Baszler was the pick to win the War Rumble. Yeah, I I heard that, but the problem when I heard with that is, and that's what pissed me off because. For some reason, they said, well, no, let's not do Roman. Let's change the Richard. But all you had to do was change Roman. Like, let's make two new stars. Okay, we got Baszler that'll be the 30 for the women, and we got Drew that will hey, win for the men. Hey, men's Royal Rumble, okay? So hush, hush. Man, look, I, look I, I, I'm, you, you brought up the story, so I'm going to talk about it. But that, that, that's a little bit um, – it's disappointing because that just lets you know that's Vince giving a little bit but taking a little bit. A little bit. Like he's gonna give us what we want, but then we're gonna get what he wants, and that's all that was. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, 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 I that was kind of that was kind of upsetting to hear that you swap one out for the other, and that's all they really did. So it was just disappointing. All right, your time is up. Franchise, go ahead. Yo, <laughs> first of all, I would like to say 
It is an honor and it is a privilege to hear my fellow brother K Breezy. And I hope hopefully flawless you do the same. And uh and put in some respect on the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair's name. I've been saying it for a while, man. You know, I, I'm a huge fan. She came out, she looked good, she did good, she did her thing. Unfortunately, she clipped back Phoenix a little bit, but you know what? It is what it is. Then we had yams. You know, you know, I love me some yams. What do you eat with a uh, dressing? Yams. I love yams. I was a little disappointed though that we didn't see Yo Shirai. I found out via the Encyclopedia of Wrestling, you know, flawless Joey V, that she was actually hurt. Uh, that was actually my most anticipated entrant, which I did not get. But it was okay because we got so many other wonderful, talented NXT uh, women. Uh, it was nice to see Candice LeRae. It was nice to see Dakota Kai, uh, Tegan Knox. You know, it, it, was, it was cool to see all these women get a chance. I know a couple of weeks ago, you know, there was talks about, you know, NXT not even being in the Rumble. Uh, so to see them have such a huge part in the Rumble, I love it. I'm going to second K Breezy and say I was absolutely devastated that Shayna Baszler didn't win. Uh, the Rumble. Flawless, your boy Emmy Golden, man, he said the same thing. He said that he thought that Baszler was going to win the Rumble. Uh, she didn't. Although, plot twist for that ass. I don't think it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky. But see, my thing is, I'm not going to... Okay, now, if... Okay, I'll put it to you like this. If you're going <clears> to <throat> actually take the title off Lacey Evans and you're going to have Charlotte versus Lacey, then that's new. That's something different. I'll I'll roll with it because it's not the same normal Charlotte versus Becky or Bailey. I'll I'll roll with that. Um, it's someone new. My only issue is uh, you're gonna you're you're gonna have Charlotte either win and and and, and take away another new star's uh, their 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 spark like they did with Oscar, which I you know was. That was so disappointing. Like, Charlotte shouldn't have won that. Like, Charlotte doesn't lose anything by losing to Oscar. Like, she's Charlotte. We already knew once she once she came in through NXT and she got made up to the main roster, we already knew what was going to happen with her character. We knew she was going to get pushed to the moon. She's the daughter of the 16-time world champion. So what were they going to do? They're going to put so many championships on her that it's going to be ridiculous. And they've already done that. She's only been on the main roster for what five, six years now, and she's already right. a ten-time, ten-time women's champion. So no, I, I, I they dropped the ball with that. Um, Baszler should have won because you could have set up Baszler versus Becky. But even if Charlotte, even if Charlotte, uh, I, go ahead, man. Oh my bad, my bad. No, no. Uh, I, I that's what I was actually getting to. I think that there's still to be fighting Becky for the title. When I say I don't think it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky, I don't think it's going to be Charlotte, period. I think, hear me out here, I think there's going to be a situation where we can get either another triple threat, like how they kind of added Charlotte last year, or Baszler's going to come up really soon. And I say she's going to come up before the Rumble. And she's going to challenge Flair for that contendership. And I think you still could. I, th I, I think Charlotte winning I don't know. Maybe it could be me. Anything can happen. But I think that was a swerve. I'm gonna be honest. Cause there you know, you know that WWE creative and Vince, especially Vince, and you know, Paul Hammond being on Raw, you know everybody has Shayna Baszler pen to win. So I don't necessarily I mean they could be this could be the plan is just to go with Charlotte, give her another title. But 
I don't see it being that simple. I, I just don't. It should have. Okay, before flawless go, my thing is, if you do that scenario where you have Baser challenge Flair, you, then what was the point of having Flair win? You could have just had Baser win, and you could have had Charlotte challenge her for her spot, and then that would make more sense. Like, but then you would still have Baser win. Like, I would just put over the the fact that uh oh they made it they made it official. Sweet. Uh, they I would just do the fact that they um. You 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 had Charlotte win, so clearly she's going to WrestleMania. Like it's Charlotte, we know she's going to be on a WrestleMania card. I understand you want to give her a reason for winning, but this was the moment to make a really big star, and they dropped the ball on it because Vince still got to be Vince. I will say this about this Rumble: I liked Alexa Bliss and uh, Bianca Belair one and two. I liked how when they eliminated some uh, women, those two were the last two. Those two were the only two in the ring. It reminded me of the 90, 1995 Royal Rumble when Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog entered one and two. And then, of course, you know, they lasted all the way to the end. But somehow in the middle, they were still the only two left in the ring. I liked that yeah. concept. Um, I liked how a lot of NXT, there was like, I felt there was more NXT's women wrestlers than there was Raw and SmackDown. And I think that means, and of course, that's what we've been saying that, you know, SmackDown and Raw doesn't have a lot of women's girls. You know, I did like Liv Morgan eliminating <laughs> Lana, you know, just boom, bumping her off the ring. You know, that was not bad. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one part. When Mandy Rose rolled off the side of the ring and fell on top of Tucker, that was the best Otis. funny part of the match. Oh. It was Otis. I'm sorry, Otis. When she fell on top of Otis, that was funny. And what happened on the other end when Sonya Deville fell on top of him? I actually liked that whole little dynamic. Yeah, yeah, the Otis thing was funny. Um, that was great. Even Naomi's creativity, man. I didn't like her hair. You know, that was a little different. But her right, that's hey, man. That's that's like look. That's black woman hair, man. You don't. You ain't got much to say about that. When a woman want to let it out, okay, hey, okay, 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 okay. It's Foxy Cleopatra, okay. Exactly, exactly. All right, man. I like the I liked her crates creativity. When Baszler came out at thirty, I was like, all right, Baszler's gonna win. But when Charlotte won, I was upset. But then you know it made me think. I mean, we all knew eventually Charlotte was gonna win a women's Royal Rumble. Why not now? <laughs> so, you know, so something happened in their creative plans that they made that they had Charlotte win. Because you don't want to make Charlotte look weak two years in a row not winning the Rumble. I see. And I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But my thing is, Charlotte doesn't look weak by Woo! being like she doesn't look weak. She's Charlotte. Like we know she's going to get opportunities. Like she doesn't even have to really do anything to get an opportunity. She's she's the standard in the women's division. She's gonna get it regardless. So, you you could have did something better. I, 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 that's just me. Like I, I respect Charlotte. I want Charlotte in the WWE. I want her to put people over. Like she's she's been dominating so much because one, the women's division really just started to elevate and 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 evolve in the last few years once they came up, and then they just kind of stuck Charlotte. Charlotte was beating everybody. So. It would have been nice. It's nice to see Charlotte take some losses uh, for a while. So her losing the Rumble, but coming back and flipping out and, and having beef with Baszler, I think that would have been good because 
you prior to WrestleMania, we could have got a Baszler versus Flair match for one of these pay-per-views that comes up. So you you now have something to tell that story. Now the question is, uh, if if since now that they didn't go with Baszler, are they bringing her up now or are they waiting and leaving her in NXT for a while? Don't know, but all I know is the Queen has spoken. Uh, whatever. All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to get on me about Baron Corbin. I'm going to get on you about Charlotte. Yeah. All right. Hey, so man, that's, that's because man. look, no, no, Charlotte hey, is respected. Hey, okay. No, 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 Charlotte, I respect Charlotte. Charlotte is Charlotte is the standard. I just feel like she didn't need this victory. This somewhere else. Woo! All right. We're moving on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Lacey Lacey Evans, the Southern Belle, and the librarian, Bailey. Uh, I'll go to franchise on this one. What did you think of this title match? This match sucked patriotic horse shit, okay? It was terrible. It was terrible. It was I'm over it, man. I'm over it. And uh, what Bailey's the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion? Okay. Ah, man. Jesus, is the SmackDown roster that bad? Yes. Um, yes. We clamored. We we clamored for Bailey. To, you know, for a change, for her to win the title. She got the title. She got the change. And God damn it, this is one time WWE was right and we were wrong. Take the shit back. <laughs> Take it back, man. Um. We talked about when's the last time Cesaro won any matches and, you know, you know, more specifically one match of, you know, importance. That's how I feel with Bailey. You know, we talked about Kofi Kingston, how his six-month championship reign really only felt like just six months of the new day. Uh, it didn't really feel like it was about Kofi. That's how I feel about Bailey. It's like you had the title for, you know, X amount of months now despite briefly losing and then gaining it back. But I don't feel like you're the champion. I don't feel like you're important. I don't feel like you are the face of the show. Uh, I feel like Lacey Evans is more the face than you are. And even in this match, it was just like I wasn't invested. And I and I gave it my all. I really tried to be unbiased on both sides and really sit and watch it and enjoy it. But I couldn't. It just was not. I don't know. I don't know if these two just don't click well together or what, but I'm over it. I wish you could fast forward this. I didn't think we could see anything as worse as the Bobby Lashley, Lana, and Rusev angle, and this is getting pretty damn close. <laughs> so yeah, I, I it sucked. Yeah, this um, the funny the 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 uh, okay, I want to find something nice to say about this match. <laughs> um, I I it it wasn't okay. I I got nothing. Um, this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me see how you gonna bullshit this way out of this one. Yeah, I was, but I, I I'm not well enough to try. Um, <laughs> Bailey was, Bailey when she came out, like her angry, depressed look face makes her look like she's an old lady. Like she, I don't know, man. Her her face just, it looked like it was old and wrinkled. Like she, like she just became an old woman all of a sudden. Lacey Evans, I. Like, I think I said this in the last podcast, man. My issue with Lacey Evans is you went from being this heel persona. 
Now, all now I, I get it. People respect that you and Beth Phoenix had this great match over in Saudi Arabia. Well, it wasn't a great match. Y'all had a match that no one ever thought would happen. But um, like it, it didn't do nothing for Natalia. But with Lacey Evans, now you went from being you pretty much went from being someone that was a bully or bully like to now all of a sudden, oh, I don't do bullies and, and all this other stuff. And it's just it, it's it's it, it, the way they told the story. It, it, I hate the way WWE flip flops their heels and their faces. The same reason I think we complained about Elias, how Elias goes from heel to face, heel face, heel face, and it's just it, it's disappointing because we like them better as the one thing they need to be. Like she needs to continue to be the heel, but because you got her on SmackDown and because you have Bailey being the heel, you got to create some baby faces. And right now. SmackDown doesn't have too many women wrestlers that are healthy enough. And the ones they do have, they're using them in the tag matches. So it could have been Bliss versus, you know, Bailey. It could have been Nikki Cross. I, you know, I, 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 well, we've already got enough of Nikki Cross, but I still would rather have seen uh, someone else other than these two. Uh, it was, it, it, yeah, it, it was just a bad match. Yep, I agree. All across the board, bad match, and man, I couldn't wait for it to end. I mean, I thought the storyline belt was pretty good, but the match itself was like a yeah. one-star hotel review. Yeah, right. I agree with you. Like the story, like the story they use. I mean, using the, her kid and her kids' reaction. Now, that was probably the best part of the match, even though they didn't build on that too much. But her mm-hmm. making faces at Bailey and Bailey talking back at her, like that was okay because that was the whole way. That's the whole. That's how the thing started. You you started it by having Sasha make faces at her. And that's what turned uh, Lacey Evans over. So, but yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just bad all around. All right. Moving on. We got the next match of the night for the Fiend title, I guess it is, or the Universal title. The Universal Fiend title. Yeah, the Universal Fiend title. Exactly. We had Daniel Bryan going against the Fiend Bray Wyatt in a strap match. Woo-wee! Okay, Breezy, what'd you think of this strap match? It actually wasn't bad. I know a lot of people were complaining because they thought this was like the four-corner strap match. Like, no, this is old-school strap match where you can't run away from your opponent, where the strap can help you but also be against you. And in case of Daniel Bryan's body, you it saw that it was against him, but it helped him in other moments. But this was old-school classic strap match. I like that they didn't use the red light. I'm hoping they'll go away from the red light. Um, but overall, this was actually a pretty good match. I I said I trust Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. I trust them to tell a good match. They told a good match. Um, the crowd wasn't into it as much as I thought they were. But yeah. like I said, it, it, it really seemed like this was just – this was the Royal Rumble. This the, No one really cared for the singles matches. They cared for the Royal Rumble. So I'll, I'll give them a pass on that. They did get some cheers. I mean, it was Daniel Bryan and The Fiend. There was some excitement. Um, but, of course, The Fiend won. But Daniel Bryan, boy, his body, boy, when when he takes slaps and chops and all that other stuff, you see it on his – he bruises very easily. And um, it's, for me, that just made the match even more. Uh, so it, w- it was a good match. I liked it. Um, now the question is, is where, did this, where does this go from here? Yep. True, true, true. Franchise. God damn it. <clears throat> Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, man. 
what can you say about the dude, man? It's like he finds a way to make you think he has a chance. Um, I was curious. I think I was one of the you know detractors of this match initially. You know, why would it be Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend? You know, the size difference, the just everything. It just didn't make sense, right? And then we get to the match. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is actually this is good. This is really good. And then they got, oh wow, like they're getting time and they're not doing the same thing over and over and over and boring me to death. Okay, shout out Daniel Bryan and the Fiend. Um too much creativity between those two men. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and and Daniel Bryan, it, it was, it got to a point where he made me question my own reasoning and logic because you, I knew, I just knew Daniel Bryan wasn't gonna win. But then there were certain parts of the match. I'm like, damn, wait, ah, damn, is he? Ah, is he? You know, I I was really like, kind of like, all right, like, damn, he might actually win, and I wouldn't be mad. Um, but I would like to say this, man, they both. They they both took an ass whooping with that strap. Uh, oh, Daniel man. Daniel Bryan when they did a close up of his back and to see his back all wilted and bleeding, uh, I like how the fiend no sold the slap or the uh, the chops from the strap to the chest because I know Daniel Bryan was popping the shit out of him and he just stood there, he like, just you know begging for more. Man, uh, it was a good match. It it, it it was a lot better than I anticipated. It was actually one of the better fiend matches. Um, despite how great his character has been, he's kind of had some eh, iffy matches, um, especially with that stupid red light. I'm glad they didn't have that. And they just let the fiend and Brian go out there and do their thing, man. So overall, man, yeah, no complaints. Good match. I'll say this yeah, about I, Go ahead, go ahead, Charles. I'll say this about this match. I liked it. Yeah, like you guys right, man. The shots Daniel Bryan was taking with that strap was vicious. And it was funny because my this was the only match my son wanted to see because you know he's a big fiend fan, and he stayed up just for this match and he went to bed right after this match, so he wanted to see this match like, and man like he was like ooh ow like he was rooting against Daniel Bryan which is crazy, but man I'll tell you this man the fiend, you're right it has been looking iffy with him in matches but you know what he's kind of looking vulnerable these past couple matches where. He can look beatable, even with Brian hit him with hit him with the yes knee. So they're not making Fiend like this big, like impossible guy to beat. He has looked vulnerable, and I think oh, that's yeah. going to play in a factor moving forward. It, it shows that he has a high threshold of pain, and and the type of person that he is, and the character that they built, and I think that's why we like it. And I know we kind of question it when he fought Seth Rollins, like. Why is Seth Rollins getting so much of this off? And, but it, it started now, it's starting to really make sense that the fiend is just, he doesn't know pain. Like he's, he, he is the way he is because he's been through so much that it doesn't affect him the way it would affect a normal person. So when a, when someone like Daniel Bryan's got to go that extra mile to really knock him over, it, it, unfortunately, no sale Rollins couldn't make the fiend look good like Daniel Bryan did. And Daniel Bryan's made the fiend look good both times. I know we kind of, we kind of complained about the first match they had, but it, it it that's the theme, man. He's he's something he's something else, and because he's something else, it it, it gives us that uh, that he's not unbeatable, like you said. He's not indestructible, but man, he can take a lot and then come back at you like he's he's a demon. He he, I mean, that's what a 
you know, he, he's just not easy to beat. And I like that. I like the way the match was set up. It was a really good match between those two. And just the fact that Daniel Bryan had to do so much extra to really get over on him, I think that really told a great story in the ring. Most definitely. You know, you know who should have won the women's battle royal? Uh Santina. <laughs> oh my lord. That you know, that was a that was funny. Uh, that was funny, but man, he looked terrible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. We get to for the women's raw women's title match between the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, versus the man Becky Lynch. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'll take this one. I like the match. I actually like the match. The match was a good match uh, because it sold the story of Oscar uh, of Becky not fit, being able to really beat up uh, Oscar, not really being able to win. And it wasn't just a cheap match. It was. It really put it over that you know. Oscar's really was a tough challenge for her. So I thought that was great about the match. Um, Becky finally getting the win. Uh, it, it was obvious that she was going to get it because, you know, this was like the one person she needed to beat to, uh, you know, to finally submit herself through this year that she's been dominating. And this is where, again, I'll harp back on it that it should have been uh, Baszler to win because now it would have been awesome. You could have had Baszler come out and 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 have a face off with Becky. You could have potentially set up, go ahead and set up. So there, they, for me, I feel like they missed a great opportunity to do something, and they didn't do it. But overall, the match was the match was it was it was better than the SmackDown Women's match. I'll say that it was way better than that match. Uh, I was it, the crowd was more behind this match than any other singles match they had. So uh, I got to give it its kudos. It, it wasn't perfect, but it was a lot better than I thought. You know what? I'll tell you this, man. I loved how when Becky kicked Oscar and you see the mist go up. And then when she got yeah. on the ground, you saw the capsule on the mat. And I was like, oh, yeah, way to go, guys. Uh, well, I mean, we all, well, everyone knows it's a capsule. I mean, she's yeah. not a lizard. She's not She's not spitting out real green mist. She's not a mutant. So, I mean, I, I'm sure people knew it was a capsule. Uh, but the fact that she kicked her, she kicked her in it, in it, in it. Fell on the ground. That that's fine. That to me, that just played into Oscar always using the green mist to get over on people. And this time, it backfired, and she wasn't able to do it. But that's just how hard Becky kicked her. Like Becky kicked her. Like mm -hmm. she gave her. That was probably like uh uh. That was a Carmella super kick. Like we we praise Carmella for doing good super kicks. Well, Becky pulled off a Carmella super kick, and it landed perfectly. And Oscar sold it perfectly, and it was a good way to end the match. Franchise, your thoughts on this match, if any? I'm sorry, you said what happened? Your thoughts on this match, if any? Um, I felt like the match was cool. Uh, you know, it told it definitely told the story between Oscar and Becky Lynch. We already knew that uh, Oscar already had the number of the man. We knew that Oscar wasn't gonna win a women's championship right now. Uh, and it was just you know, like like I said, it was pretty much for uh Becky to pay an unpaid debt. Um, she said, you know, she came to collect one final debt, and that's what she did, man. She cashed in, she made good on it. Now, I guess the only thing left is, you know, where does she go from here? Is it Charlotte, like we're thinking? Is it Shayna Baszler? Uh, you know, and also, where do we go with the women's tag team titles? You know, we still, they still are the tag champs, you know, with Kyrie saying to Oscar. So, 
Overall, man, the match was good. It did what it needed to do, what it was supposed to do. And, yeah, man, Becky got her win back. All right, well, moving on, we get to the main event, the match that we've all been waiting for, the 30-man men's elimination match, Royal Rumble. Woo, man, I'll tell you this, man, this was one of the best Royal Rumbles I've seen in a while. Very well structured. Even though I know some people were a little put off with the Brock Lesnar kind of tossing people out, but come on, people, we knew this was going to happen. It's like Brock Lesnar's going to start at number one, and we're expecting average wrestlers to come out and do something against him? Come on. I, what happened should have happened. Brock Lesnar put out so many people one after another. Like, that's what he was supposed to do. He struggled with a couple of them, and when it got to Kofi, I'm not going to lie, when it got to Kofi coming out, I was pumped. I'm like, man, please don't throw him out under nine seconds. Let him get some stuff off and he got some stuff off and then Ray came out and it's like, Oh shit. Now we're getting to the point where everyone that pissed off that was that, that Brock has pissed off. They're now getting ready to come out and beat him up and toss him out. So to give that illusion, I thought that was perfect. Then you had big E to come out to bag it up. And just that little trio trying to get over on Brock. That was a good, that, that was good. I like that. Brock eventually got over. He tossed Ray out. He closed line Kofi. He threw out big E. Um, the the one thing I will say I I don't like is that they didn't let Big E really go at Brock. Like I understood what the point of what him coming out doing, but I would have loved to seen Big E strength for strength really go at Brock Lesnar a little bit more. Um, I I I would have to seen that because we've been saying there's a potential chance of a Big E singles run coming soon. So I I definitely um. I was definitely a little disappointed we didn't see more of him and Brock go at each other, but I like that part. I'll tell you this, man. I could watch Brock do that, like, every time, man. That was, like, probably one of my favorite parts in the Rumble, man. Like, how he was just – like, what he did with John Morrison, just tossed him out. Even even oh. when he did the thing with – uh, even when he did that with Elias, like, when Elias was singing, and you see Brock – And he ran out and ran yeah, after like, him. Yeah, like, he almost tripped and fell. When he was when he was uh, when he tried to get out of the ring to go after Elias, and then like even with Big E and Kofi and Wright, like he just jumped on he stepped on uh, Big E's back and like clotheslined Kofi. I thought that was cool, but I was a little disappointed that he made man they made Braun Strowman look like a bitch. <laughs> well, let, let's get to that because one of the best parts now, Braun, I. Eh. I didn't have a well, okay. So Keith Lee comes out, and I text you guys the the expressions of of of, of uh, Brock when he saw Keith Lee coming out, like like ooh, like who are you? Ooh, who's this big boy? And then he looked at Paul Heyman and he mouthed to Paul Heyman, "Who the fuck is this dude?" Like like Brock looks, he looked concerned. Like wait a minute, this ain't no this ain't no just big dude. Even who, when he's in you the know, ring with him, he's like, "Whoa, man, you're kind of big." Right, like, like he wasn't looking like you're not just a big dude, like you're not just a big dude, but you a big strong dude. Like, hold on, man, who you, who are you, man? But I, oh, but you know what? Before we get to that, I like the Shelton Benjamin part where Shelton Benjamin came out and and Paul Heyman was like, you know, congratulating him to partner up with Brock Lesnar and him and Brock are hugging. I like the realness of that because that showed a side of Brock you never really get to see. We always knew that him and Shelton went to the same school. But to see them two kind of that, I like that side. Like I like to see Brock actually accept somebody, you know, and, or, and actually embrace them. Like I thought that was kind of cool, or when even Brock for that moment. 
what about when Brock was dancing to Keith Lee's music, like in the ring? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't Keith Lee. That was um, that was somebody else. That was a uh, 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 that was oh no, it wasn't MVP. Or maybe it was MVP. It was it wasn't Keith Lee. It was MVP because he was it, it was somebody he just tossed out real easily. Mm-hmm. But when it got to Keith Lee coming out, and like I said, he was shocked and surprised, and then Keith Lee hit him with a couple of shoulders and clotheslined him, hit him with a forearm. Like it had Brock reeling, and by this time of the match was a good. It was the good time to show that Brock's getting tired. He didn't chased after a few people. He didn't tossed over a few folks. He got beat up a little bit. But now you got this big dude coming in that you're not just going to toss this guy over. Like he's going to give you a little run for his money. And I'm pretty sure Brock Lesnar may be intrigued to come back and work a match with Keith Lee. Like, yo, I like him. I want to work with him because we're going to do some. We're going to hurt each other. And I want to do this. And then when Braun came out and you had Braun and Keith Lee and, and Brock in the ring, um, of course, because Brock, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Brock. Uh, okay, let's finish this up. Uh, because Brock, um, you know, because Bron and, and, and Keith Lee were fighting, they ended up getting tossed out by Brock. But everything that happened after that was awesome as hell. So, why don't you go ahead and enlighten us on that, Flawless? Oh, with the Bron and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Braun and Keith are fighting by the ropes and Brock comes out and just eliminates both of them, you know. I was like, come on, man. Like, Braun was only in there for, like, you know, like, less than two minutes. Like, it just made his character look weak, which I did not. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was too much that made him look weak. It was just Brock taking an advantage because those two were fighting each other. Like, I didn't want to see Keith Lee get tossed out either, but it, it made kind of sense because they were fighting close to the ring. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, I'll tell you this, man. When when Ricochet came out, I was like, "All right, he, you know, Ricochet is going to be Brock's next victim." You know, and then mm-hmm. he lasted for a little while. You can see Brock getting a little winded, even when he uh, when Ricochet like jumped at Brock and Brock like, you know, like dropped him on his knee, like Brock fell down. And you can tell, okay, Brock's getting tired. And then when Drew McIntyre came out, man, that's when it started. Woo, boy! Yeah. I mean, you see. Oh yeah, and then. Drew McIntyre coming out. My guy. My guy. Drew McIntyre coming out. Brock Lesnar gave us that face again. Like, uh, uh, she she gave me that face where, you know, Brock gave me that face where, you know, man, it was like, ooh, another one of those dudes that, you know, he ain't afraid of me. Like, mm-hmm. he looking at me like I'm looking at him. And I like that, man. And, and just that little interaction with Ricochet, like, it was uh, it was well-deserved. It was payback. Because Brock just kicked Ricochet in the in the balls on Raw, so Ricochet <laughs> got his get back. And that Claymore, oh, I love the Claymore man because he connected cleanly on Brock and just eliminated Brock. And that right there just that that gave me goosebumps for a potential one on one between those two. Man, I'll tell you this: I loved Drew staring at Brock the whole entire time. Like, yeah, like yeah. And then Brock finally getting up and looking at him like, yeah, I'm going I'm to kick your ass. I'm, I'm going to get you. Like me and you, we going to get at each other, man. Like, yeah. Franchise, you want to get in on any of this? Yeah. About goddamn time. <clears throat> hey, you nah. know how we do, man. You got to start talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. You but nah. talks too much. No, 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 no. I do. No, nah, I, nah, I was actually listening to what you, what you guys said because you actually, you both of you actually hit on pretty much everything I was going to say. Uh, like I said, one of my favorite parts of the match was, you know, when Sheldon Benjamin came out because I felt like that was that was a real reaction, kind of like you said. 
you know, and you felt that in the crowd too. Like even the announcers kind of played it up. Like, you know, these guys are real life, you know, friends from back in college. I will say my favorite match of the night, we not just about to, you know, just bypass the rated R superstar. Like he, 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 he just didn't show we're out and do there. his thing. We're getting there. Uh, we were getting there. We was getting there. We was talking about all the people that came out. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Well, you know, let, let me go ahead and talk about my guy, man. It was rumored. I actually said that this is one of my surprise picks oh, to so enter the Rumble. I'm the one that told you, motherfucker. I, I, I already <laughs> knew about it. It's called Wrestle Zone, bro. Anywho, <laughs> so, you know, to see Edge come out, man, and get a pop, and I think he's, like, the only guy that had Pyro. I'm like, damn, they really made a big deal out of that one. But uh, Edge looked good, man. Uh, it was weird, though. It's, uh, he, you can definitely tell he got older, but he didn't look old. He looks like a Viking now, though. <laughs> it's weird, man. But, yeah, he came out, and, t- and b- before he did, you know, his, his signature pose and had the Pyro go off, he took a minute, man, and just looked at the crowd. And I honestly thought he was going to break down the crowd in the middle of his entrance. <laughs> uh, I was I was happy to see him back. I'm interested to see what they do with him and Randy Orton. You can kind of tell they teased a little something there. But overall, man, it was a good match. And like I texted earlier in our group chat, every single entrant from both the men and the women, but especially the men's, every single entry, the order they were placed, it made sense. Like every single person had a reason and every single order of the match had a story. I liked it. This is what we were talking about with WWE. You know, we, we talk about AEW with storytelling. They told a great story and they told multiple stories with multiple people in a very short amount of the overall great match. Shout out to Drew. That was my guy I picked. And uh, really quick, speaking of my guy, you know, I know we get it. Hold on, sir. No, no, you didn't pick Drew. You didn't pick Drew. I picked Drew. You didn't pick Drew. I didn't pick Drew at all. You picked. You Paul. didn't pick Drew at all. Get the fuck! Out. I thought I picked Drew as one of my uh, one of my surprise picks. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so, oh, get the fuck out of here! So, really, I know we ain't even there yet, but now I'm pissed off. So, who the fuck did I choose? You chose Lesnar. You chose uh. You had Cena, Edge, and Booker, and then I think you picked um, uh, – no, that's who you had. You didn't have nobody else. <laughs> unless, I, unless, I, unless I didn't hear you say Drew's name. If that's the case, I have to go back and, I have to go back and listen to the What's Name show. I probably didn't hear you say Drew's name, but I didn't have – Please, I was like, go back and look, man. Don't do me like that because as soon as Drew won, man, I sat there. I was the first person to message, and I wouldn't have did that. Yeah, you I had Rock, you had Roman. Like, I think that's who you had. I think you had Brock and Roman because you was fixated on Roman winning if he didn't win his match against Corbin. Like, you thought, you know, Roman would come out the victor. So, that's who you had for your, your two picks. Uh, but I'll go back to re-listen. Maybe I missed oh, something. Wait, wait, wait. I know I picked Booker T. Did I really I really chose <laughs> He was your – okay, so, yeah. No, Booker T was your – okay, so let's get into something else right quick. We're we going to get into – I want to mention also this. Uh, AJ Styles suffered a separated shoulder. And, and it that's was why he got Ed Spear. And uh, yeah, and, I, I, I want to clarify this that he did it because it, when AJ took the spear, AJ wanted to make it so such a big impact by the way he went, by the way he landed. It was it was his own fault. It wasn't Edge's fault. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, nobody. I'm not blaming Edge, and it's part of the. I mean, it happens. You're 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 doing these moves, and this is why we say, yeah, wrestling may have a fakeness to it but you still got to go out there and put your body on the line, man. That's why there's a respect 
for this business. Like, yeah, we know what it is, but for these guys to go out here and do this stuff, that's what makes it awesome. That's what that's what makes it worth watching. And for someone like AJ Styles to want to pay that respect to a guy like Edge, I have no problem with it. Unfortunately, he got hurt. And that's why Corbin had eliminated him because he needed to get out of no, there. No, no, Edge, so, Edge, Edge. I'm sorry, yeah, Edge. Edge, 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 Edge had he, he, went out, he went out sooner than he was supposed to. Right, because Carl uh, Anderson had just came out and then Luke Gallows had came out and they were supposed to have a little bit of a domination in the ring, but that didn't happen. So uh, that was a little disappointing. And, you know, to, and also I want to talk about the Seth Rollins thing at the end. Like we got Aleister Black as far as one of those entries. We got Kevin Owens. We got Samoa Joe. Uh, who else did, came out at that time? Uh, yeah, Black Joe. Who else? It, it was like Black Joe and a few other people. Uh, but, you know, towards the end, you know, you got uh, the Messiah and his group coming out and them interfering with Black and Joe and Kevin Owens and eliminating them. And then you had Seth Rollins standing in the middle of the ring of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, he was the other one. Roman Reigns and Randy Orton and Edge. And uh, you, you had those guys standing there and they did their moves on him. Uh, it was it was just a great Royal Rumble, man. It was it was really awesome. Most definitely. And, you know, it was funny because Edge, anytime like Edge got suplexed, he would put his hand behind his head, you know, to protect his neck. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I noticed that a couple of times. Not not too many. I noticed it a couple of times, but yeah. 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 So that was a uh, crazy. And it's funny because the people that were advertised, like Rusev, Lashley, and Otis, they weren't even in the match, which was crazy. But yeah, it really was. But the but the uh but as far as our picks go, um as far as uh uh who what, what your pick was? Yeah, I I might have missed that one because your surprise picks was Cena, Edge, and Booker T. Uh, as far as returns to the uh, uh, uh as far as your surprise to the Royal Rumble. And I had yeah. I had I had Roman winning, but you know because Roman was the original pick, so I had him. Yeah, yeah, you had Roman Owens and Black and and Edge and Punk as your uh surprise. Yeah, Edge <laughs> sucker. Oh, All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, man, as far as points are, are we uh, any any other words on the on the Royal Rumble? Anybody got anything else to say? No, man, it was a good Rumble. Happy for Drew, man. He got a big pop. You know, I just want to know if I won again. No, you did not. You lost. Yo. Sucker. Tuco, where you at? I'm right here. You hear me? Okay, we right. we hear you now. Okay, all right. So, uh, real right, right quick. Um, so as far as the points go, uh, flawless. Yeah, you are in lead. You got 15. Um, <laughs> Woo! Me, Woo! me and Franchise Woo! are both 14. But I gotta admit, the Rumbles gave me 14 because, um. If it wasn't for Flair winning, if it wasn't for Drew, and it wasn't for the fact that I picked Edge as one of the people to come back, uh, I would have been down. I think I would have had only like 10 points. You had so, Baszler winning. You had Baszler winning. I had Baszler winning, but our wild card picks was Flair and, you know, and I had Flair as my wild card. Like, if it wasn't Baszler, it was going to be Flair. Uh, you picked Flair also, so you got points for that, but Woo! he didn't 
franchise didn't pick Flair. He picked Baszler, and Naomi. Woo! Yeah, so you know we that, that, because it's the Royal Rumble. I gave us our main pick, but then I gave us secondary picks. Like, okay, if this person doesn't win, then it's going to be this person. I mean, it's the Royal Rumble, man. You can never really count one person standing. I told y'all. I told y'all the prophecy of the flawless one is just started. There will uh, be you, no you, Messiah. It's going to be the prophet. You 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 got lucky, man. But right now you up by one. It's me and Flawless got fourteen, man. Yeah, no, you and Franchise got fourteen. Hold on. I mean, me and, I'm sorry, Flawless. me and Franchise. I had to have one of my moments, man. Whatever. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, that will do it for the Royal Rumble review show. Uh, go ahead, man. Finish up this raw and uh, yeah, man. Well, what's the next pay-per-view? Next one is TakeOver Portland, right? Yeah. TakeOver did uh, AEW. All right, so we'll be hey, back Sammy now. Guevara running around with the tank. <laughs> Wait, what the, with the tank? Sammy with the mini tank outside of Houston, man. But uh, all right, guys. Well, let me go ahead, man, to wrap this thing on up. It's always <laughs> yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold. He's too cold. He's flawless. Peace. See you.